Welcome everyone to another episode of the Talk and Dental TV podcast. On this podcast, we talk about all the dental topics you wish you knew more about, topics you don't really hear about. And did you know that there are scholarships available to supplement your studies towards a Bachelor of Oral Health? I really think scholarships are an option not many people chat about particularly in Australia. I feel like a lot of my American listeners, there's lots of conversations about them in Australia, not so much. So this is a big PSA or reminder if you're a prospective student or current student to research your scholarship options. So join me as we chat with Aisha Mansfield, a proud Moonbird Aboriginal woman originating from the north and northwest coast of Tasmania and her journey to where she is now as a oral health therapist from a dental assistant trainee at DHSV, which is Dental Health Services Victoria. Aisha shares her journey and also which scholarship she secured to eventually complete her Bachelor of Oral Health. I really loved listening to Aisha's journey, her future aspirations, and it was really, really great to be treated to a first-hand account of the dreams and mission that drive a passionate person like Aisha and also our next generation of OHTs. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Aisha. Welcome to the Talk Dental To Me podcast. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Also, just as I said that, I feel like I need to start creating a new intro for my podcast because I feel like I say the same thing every single time, but I guess I'm welcoming you guys to the podcast. So I guess that's the number one thing that comes to mind for me. And it's probably said very similar each time. So it's probably a catchy catchphrase anyway. So just go with it. Okay. I'll roll with that. That makes me feel better. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Aisha, thank you so much for your time today. I came across your story on Instagram, actually. For everyone listening, I was just scrolling my feed on Instagram and I follow the DHSV Instagram page, which is the Dental Health Services Victoria page. And they post some really interesting things. And I actually hadn't been following them for very long, but they upload events that happen, really cool things that happen within the dental industry. And that particular day, I scrolled upon Aisha's story and her journey from being a dental assistant to becoming an oral health therapist. And I thought it'd be just amazing to bring you on and I'd love for people to hear your story. So I would love to hear your background and also where you're from and what are you doing now? Thanks again for having me on, Emma. And it's so funny that you should mention Instagram because I have also been following along your stories and things along my own dental journey. So it's a little bit full circle for me to now be joining you on your podcast as well. So amazing! I appreciate that so much. You're welcome. You asked where I'm from. So originally I was born in Tasmania. I'm an Aboriginal woman of Moonbird and Palawa descent. I was, however, raised amongst the Melbourne community. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that have kind of come from that as well. Great. I've mainly raised in Melbourne, but I've now moved and living in Bendigo as well. Amazing. So I, as I said before, came across your story on Instagram and it just gave a little bit of a background as to what you're currently doing. What sparked your interest in the dental industry and dental assisting? It's funny you should ask. I often say that I kind of fell into dentistry, if you will. 
I was kind of working and pursuing another career when the opportunity with DHSB came up to complete an Indigenous traineeship program through dental assisting. Committed myself to that and was really excited to begin working within the field. And I think it really gave me the opportunity to delve into what the public sector is and working in general and emergency care as well as the specialist services as well. So I think I really just became passionate, not just about dental care, but about providing a really high quality chairside manner to patients. And I think that's what really has sold me and I haven't really looked back since. That's awesome. And just going on on a tangent here, what are the pathways to the scholarship? Was it because you're already working in the industry or can anyone apply for it? You mean the scholarship that I eventually applied for, the Michael Dwyer scholarship? Yes. Yeah, so the Michael Dwyer scholarship was open to anybody and everybody It was through Aware Super and they were looking to recognise any emerging leaders and that could be in any field Mm. and it was open to any person as well. I think I was very fortunate. I must say I think one of the restrictions was that it was within Victoria. Again, I think they had quite a few applications so I was definitely fortunate enough to, as I said, receive that scholarship and then that really kind of launched me into beginning pursuing the oral health therapist role as well. So how long were you an assistant before studying a Bachelor of Oral Health? I worked, as you said, with DHSV for about six years as a dental assistant in their general care there in Melbourne in the CBD. And then I was given the opportunity to kind of upskill, as I said, with a passion about providing care to patients. I took on Cert 4 in dental assisting, which is oral health education as well. So again, being able to really empower patients and provide them with a sense of ownership over their oral health as well was really important to me. And I worked as an oral health educator for about two years before the scholarship really gave me that opportunity to pursue oral health therapy. Amazing. You've done so much already in this in our field that's awesome and I hope it continues to grow for you and lots of opportunities come your way now you said you're based in Bendigo did you study in Bendigo as well I did so once I pursued the oral health therapy course that was through La Trobe University in Bendigo so moved up here in amidst COVID as well so that was a little bit of a learning curve moved up here and have kind of just stayed since. I'm working now within the community dental clinic, Bendigo Health, and this was where I completed some of my placement hours as well. So, again, being able to provide a care in regional Victoria as well, I think Mm. is really rewarding in itself. Yeah, absolutely, and you'd be getting such great experience as well. I actually haven't been to Bendigo in so long. I think the last time I was there was probably in my early teens. So if I'm ever down there again, I'll definitely reach out. Please do. It's so beautiful up here. And I think I did some schooling here early on. And now that I've kind of returned to Bendigo, it's kind of just given me a new sense of appreciation, I think, for that smaller town. By all means, it's growing, but it's definitely a beautiful town. Mm. 
I have patients who travel to Melbourne for appointments and things like that, but they absolutely love it out there. Whenever they come back to the city, like they don't mind the city, but they spend their time here and then go, oof, I need to get back to Bendigo (laughs) because they love it so much. I can definitely relate to that now. (laughs) That's so good. I feel like if I ever moved out to the country, I would become like that, even though I do live in the city now. But Yeah, I was a like city girl myself and I Mm -hmm. always said sort of the same thing but as I said newfound appreciation for it now that I'm back here yeah love it do you work mainly public would you work private a bit of both I've mainly just worked within the public sector and that's kind of where I'm looking to stay at the moment and gain those clinical skills and experience as well I do a little bit outside of clinic as well. I have an ongoing relationship with DHSB, so I have to give a bit of a shout out and props to them as well. And that just involves working with their new trainees that come on. So a little bit of a full circle moment as well. I also have worked with Melbourne Uni and Latrobe Uni in improving their cultural safety program in tertiary education as well. So Obviously, as an Aboriginal woman, I'm very passionate about the service delivery, especially for our Indigenous population as well. So being able to work closely with university and those new grads coming into the field, really important, I think. I get asked all the time by my patients and dental colleagues my specific thoughts on the high smile color corrector serum and my answer every time is that with proper case selection it works fantastically i've had 20 year olds as well as 40 year olds say their teeth are gleaming after using it and what these patients have in common is a more yellow shade in enamel and no enamel defects Also, the reality is that some patients can't afford to spend $600 to $800 on in-chair whitening and are happy with a temporary measure. So to cater for all of our patients, I genuinely think the Color Corrector Serum has a place in the teeth whitening space. But to learn more, listen to episode 15 of this podcast to hear Emeritus Prof. Laurie Walsh unpack the science behind the product. Thank you so much, Highsmile, for supporting the Talk Dental to Me podcast. Let's get back to the episode. And what type of work does that involve with the unis? As of recent, Melbourne Uni has created an assessment component, if you will, around cultural safety and providing that chair side. So we created the assessment task itself and then I had the opportunity to support the students through that OSCE process as well, which is their exam process. Awesome, Aisha. That's such great work. So you've already got a really great mix of clinical and non-clinical work as well. And they both would complement each other, I'm sure. That's awesome. I think so, yeah. And as I said, things that I'm really enjoying and loving. So it kind of just makes it easy to be a part of, for sure. That's amazing. And I also read on DHV post about you that you're really passionate about advocacy and for inclusivity in the public dental sector. I'm sure that involves a lot of the work you already currently do, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, and I think I've kind of harped on a a little bit about it, but kind of being passionate about working within that public sector, I often think of it as a lot of the 
people that we work with, the clients, the patients coming through, my take on it is is people don't necessarily want to be there and it's more sometimes of need that they need to be there to address their oral health needs. And I think supporting these clients to by empowering them with oral health information and making that journey a little bit easier for them, I think can overall improve oral health and health outcomes as well. So I think it's really about providing that empowerment, that information that really can give patients a sense of inclusivity and that they're cared about, especially in a public sector. Mm. I just had a thought as you were speaking how maybe a little subset of what you already do is maybe creating like a course or seminar for dental professionals who maybe will go into these communities and work at these clinics and helping us understand the cultural sensitivities that can make the relationship between dentistry and the services we provide in these communities a lot more streamlined. I actually have been to Northern Territory and my final year project was on the socioeconomic factors that affect early childhood carers in Aboriginal and Indigenous communities and to go up there firsthand and see all the different types of really complex things that these communities are working through and I think it would just be really great knowledge for all dental professionals to have and it's the need in these communities is huge and we should all be doing our part to understand it better I think. Yeah absolutely because I think as you've said it's one thing for those working in more metropolitan areas there's a kind of a different need if you will and I think as I said before, like working within the tertiary education, it's one thing to be teaching through the university and through the courses, but it's really a different thing when you kind of hit that working workforce, I suppose. Mm. So I think being able to collaborate with the current dental workforce is a really great idea, Emma, and I might take you up on that actually, implementing <laughs> something to kind of support clinicians. And I think this would also help kind of getting more of these services, kind of the reach to these communities where you said need is so, it's very much needed, it might expand on that workforce and there might not be so much doubt about providing that care. Because as you said, it's a really great life experience as well. I too did some work experience up in Central Australia. So it's definitely an experience of a lifetime, I think. Mm. Did you do that through your course? Does the tribe do that or was that outside of that? I did. Well, I've been fortunate while dental assisting as well to work in remote areas of South Australia. And I think, again, that kind of just sparked and put that fire in my belly. But again, yeah, during the Bachelor of Oral Health course, I had the opportunity, just a few of us from our cohort, so very fortunate to be chosen to go in and be a part of that. That's great. Well, Maybe I've planted a little seed in you and (laughs) maybe I'll be excited to hear the updates if you go down that path. But, yeah, that just came to me as you were speaking. I I think that'd just be so great if someone created something for us and dental professionals. We're always so keen to learn. So anything like that would just be so, so helpful for all of us. 
Yeah, you're so right, Emma. No, it's definitely something I might look into and see who we can kind of rally up onto it. That's a great idea. Awesome. And if anyone wanted to reach out to you, Aisha, if they've got any questions about your journey or about the scholarship or just wanted to ask you any questions, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? I am on social media platforms such as LinkedIn. So that's probably the best place to start contact. And I'm sure, Emma, you'll be able to kind of add a link in somewhere as well. But otherwise, just my name. Absolutely. No, I can definitely add that to the show notes. So if anyone's got any questions, I feel like LinkedIn now is becoming quite popular among dental professionals. I remember a couple of years ago, I had a friend in marketing say, oh my goodness, you're not on LinkedIn. I was like, well, I don't think there are much dental professionals on there, but I definitely think over the last sort of year or so, it's definitely picked up. Every time I go on, I feel there's way more dental professionals and new grads on there as well. It's definitely a good professional platform. I really do aspire to one day be like yourself, Emma, and have an amazing Instagram profile. I admire you because it's quite a lot to keep up with. So I'll keep it to LinkedIn for now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is a lot of work. And I feel like the more my career has developed from Instagram, I find that there's sometimes not enough time for I guess, what has allowed me to do the work that I currently do. So looking back now at how much time I used to spend on these platforms, yeah, it was a lot. (laughs) Well, you do it so gracefully. So any tips, I would love to take them from you. (laughs) I will have to do another whole podcast episode on that. (laughs) I'll put that in my notes for next year. To-do list, that's it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Aisha. Most definitely. Thanks again, Emma. Much appreciated. And that's it for another episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. It's very much appreciated. And it also helps the podcast to get out to many more others. And of course, share it with someone who will really benefit from listening about scholarship options. Until next time, everyone, take care. Bye. Bye.